and welcome back to Pictorio on Relay FM. My name is Quinn Rose. I'm someone who didn't go to art school, um, but I love art and finding art in places that maybe you don't necessarily think they are all the time. Hi, and I'm Betty. I'm also someone who did not go to art school, um, but I also love art. I'm finding art in peculiar and unexpected places. I've also been working at an art gallery for the last, actually, almost eight years. So I know a little bit about art, um, but I, you know, I'm excited to talk about things outside of the gallery as well. So today our topic was recommended by Bastian Enoch. And they asked us to talk about the question of, are video games art? Uh, This has been an ongoing debate for some people who are artists and critics in this whole space. I think that uh, based on conversations that we've had in the past, that both of us would say that, yes, video games are art. Is that a fair assumption? (laughs) I would definitely agree with that. Video games are art, but I definitely have met people who disagree with that statement. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why someone might think that video games are or are not art. This debate has been going on for a long time. I think it was kind of an all the rage in like the mid 2000s. There was a film critic named Roger Eager who was really on a tear about this, about how uh, video games are not arts. And he was like very strongly argued for this. So that kind of um, propelled a lot of the debate around this topic. Basically, one quote that he gives about it was, to my knowledge, no one in or out of the field has ever been able to cite a game worthy of comparison with the great dramatists, poets, filmmakers, novelists, and composers. That a game can aspire to artistic importance as a visual experience, I accept. But for most gamers, video games represent a loss of those precious hours we have available to make ourselves more cultured, civilized, and empathetic. Ouch! <laughs> Whoa! Okay, well, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, but, go for it. Well, I mean, that actually reminds me of something else that happened recently, which is, uh, I think earlier this year, uh, Martin Scorsese said the Marvel movies are not cinema, which, you know, probably also triggered a lot of people. Um, And I, you know, I don't have his exact quote on why he doesn't think Marvel movies are cinema. But I think it, it's a similar critique critique, I think. Um, You know, both Marvel movies and video games are things that are quite popular in like popular culture. They're very like visually dense and or, you know, most video games are can be visually dense and very, um, yeah, like, uh, maybe full of like action and things like that. And so I feel like there is a tendency in general for critics um, and like people of quote unquote, like high culture in general to be very dismissive of things that are a part of popular culture. I've talked before about like high art versus low art. And there's some some artists and some people obviously believe there is uh, or there shouldn't really be a division between them. But obviously, other people think there there is. And so I think, yeah, like on one level is that there is just is a tendency to just be dismissive of things that are popular. Um, so <laughs> like, maybe Robert, uh, Roger Ebert, um, is I don't know a hipster or something (laughs) I think that's part of it and there's also this (laughs) distinction of like entertainment versus art Mm. 
And it's, I think that some people get to this point where they're like, well, if it's too, like games are something that it's entertaining, but it's mindless. Like it's a, something. Yeah. And it's no more artful than playing a game of checkers. Like you don't have the, you don't have the same kind of emotional depth that you get with things like literature and, and film and stuff like that. Just like you were saying, I mean, there is, I think, a certain amount of just plain pretentiousness to it where it's like, oh, well, that can't possibly be good because it's <laughs> popular. <And> so that's <laughs> right. just pop art or pop culture. It's not real culture, high culture. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, a lot of them have a position that there's not a level of like emotional and cultural depth to video games, which I like absolutely do not agree with. I, I definitely think some games don't have a lot of emotional depth. Like, I don't really think well, I mean, I could be wrong, but <laughs> someone, someone might disagree with me, but I don't think Tetris is particularly emotionally deep, although maybe when you get to the higher levels, you know, it can be quite intense. <laughs> but, you know, a game like, for example, like uh, The Last of Us is like so emotionally rich and deep. And um, again, I don't I don't know. I can't say much about its like cultural significance, but there are so many games that can just suck you in in terms of like yeah like emotional um, significance and uh, just suck you into their world so you know I definitely disagree with them on that uh, on that note and then the other thing you mentioned was he was saying that you know it's kind of just a waste of time you, you know you could be spending this valuable time getting cultured by reading literature or going to a museum or whatever and as somebody who does read books and does go to museums and does um, I don't know like go to a symphony once in a while but also plays video games sometimes for like 20 hours in a row um, <laughs> that might be a bit excessive but um, I was always of the position that like playing video games is very uh, beneficial from a variety of perspectives uh, I, and I even think in many cases it's really educational um, like growing up my you know parents and teachers also held a view that you know video games are horrible and a waste of time like you know you should be studying but I think I and you know my peers like we learned a lot from video games like for one a lot of games like literally teaches you like fine motor skills it teaches you how to you know be uh, problem solvers you know you navigate through these worlds and you have to find things you have to fight people you have to yeah like solve puzzles um, it, yeah it teaches analytical skills and thinking uh, just like you know ways of different ways of thinking yeah depending on the game it it like video games are very educational and in some cases I think much more educational than just like sitting in a classroom and reading a textbook because it's actually experiential you get to do something that's like an applied skill or you get to pick up an applied skill um, and like later on actually I'm going to talk about a game um, it's called uh, Cities Skylines it's a uh, based on SimCity and you know that's a game that teaches you about like urban planning and architectural planning and um uh yeah like road uh traffic density and uh, politics and budgeting I, I think you know when people think video games are a waste of time I'm just like well you clearly just haven't played video games <laughs> <laughs> like Candy Crush might be a waste of time but like Apologies for anyone who plays, who plays Candy Crush, but 
There was a quote from a Forbes article I read about this that said, not all games deserve the title of art or high art, but to be fair, we also sell terrible paintings and trashy books. (laughs) And I think that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, like, anything can have value if you take value from it, like, Mm -hmm. even if it's Candy Crush, like, if that's something you enjoy doing and it's relaxing to you or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, It's not necessarily artful, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And But at the Mm -hmm. same time, like... There are in all any kind of field of creation, there are things that are kind of, you know, just for fun or just basic entertainment, not really done with an artful eye. And then there are some things that aren't. And I don't think video games are any kind of exception to that. It has the same spectrum of the, all these different things. Mm-hmm. People have dismissed it over the years uh, because it did start out very simplistic. Um, I mean, you start out with like Pong or whatever, and people are like, well, that's not anything. There is a little bit of willful ignorance in, in the growth of what video games are and what that phrase even means as the years have gone on. Because, I mean, now video games mean anything from Candy Crush on your phone to a narrative game that you can pour hundreds of hours in to um, Nintendo game platform built. Like, oh, there's... It, it's just hard to even define what it is now. And now you have uh, virtual reality games where you literally um, are playing in a full three dimensions now and you're immersed into an experience to a degree that you never have been before. And I mean, if you can't call a VR game art or at least designed to be artful, then what can you call art? Yeah, and, and yeah, again, like speaking of just like benefits that I was... Uh talking about before like yeah like with vr and with like um controllers that can simulate motion or can capture your motion like yeah you can play like tennis or ping pong um and it's it can just be a good workout um so like (laughs) there's just there's just like so many um obviously yeah like playing ping pong again might not be high art but i think again like the newness like the nature of the fact that you know when video games were first out in the 80s um and yeah, the simplistic nature of it might uh, might make people think, yeah, there's not much to this. And maybe in the beginning, you couldn't do very much. But yeah, like all art, like as it progresses, or, or I me, mean, sorry, like all technology, as it progresses, you can, there's just much more capabilities. And for the record, um, a lot of governments agree with us here. <laughs> <laughs> for example, um, the United States government ruled that Video games were legally art in June of 2011 in a decision in the Supreme Court, Brown versus Entertainment Merchants Association. Basically, uh, the court, the case was about like, are video games protected speech like other forms of art? And they ruled that yes, they are. Um, and in March of 2006, the French Minister of Culture categorized video games as cultural goods um, and granted the industry a tax subsidy like their other forms of art in France. And even as far back as the 1980s, art museums began to display sort of uh, retrospects of different games, something that has continued up to this point and and kind of like peaking um, for now. Obviously, there will be many more in the future. But in 2012, the Smithsonian American Art Museum did a huge video game exhibit uh, that did eventually uh, leave the Smithsonian and toured a few different art museums as a traveling exhibit as well. And so obviously, I mean the sort of a placement of video games into the Smithsonian is a pretty comprehensive endorsement as them as a form of art. 
Yeah, and、um, in the Museum of Modern Art, they also have a permanent collection that includes uh, uh, at least fourteen video games. So there's like Pac-Man, Tetris, SimCity, Sims,、uh, Portal, and just yeah, like games you know dating from the 1980s till I think like the 2000s. But、um, So I guess yeah, I'm not sure when this collection was updated, but I think it was probably done in like 2012 or something, or maybe last updated in 2012. So it, it doesn't include some more recent titles.、Um, so yeah, it it has yeah it has a it has a place in at least、uh, the Museum of Modern Art as well. Going back to what we were talking a little bit before about how there are so many different kinds of video games now that it's it's basically impossible to make sweeping generalizations about the entire field at this point.、Um, and I just wanted to, to point out a couple specific things. Like,、uh, definitely, I think that there's a lot more artistic notions going on in the indie gaming community. A lot of Especially、um, on the non-visual level, like in terms of the emotional depth and sort of a cultured experience that Roger Ebert thinks is very important. Not that those never exist in popular games, but there, I think that there existed a higher proportion in indie games because that tends to be what people are more focused on is creating an emotional journey. And there's even a specific class of games that are called empathy games now, which is by,、oh. the whole point of them is to put the person playing into like a stressful situation in order to better understand someone else's life, like poverty, a different sexuality, a physical or mental illness.、Um, these kinds of things have become more and more、uh, common now, and and. Are very different from something like maybe a shooting game, where, they, of course, like games that are primarily focused on like shooting and beating levels and stuff can still have emotional arcs. But it's very interesting to see this emergence of something where like that is the whole point of the game. It's not. Some of them are barely even about gameplay. They're there. It's more of an immersive movie or book than anything else. Hmm. Yeah, actually, what you just spoke about、um, does、uh, remind me of this article I found on、um, Time Magazine. So the the author、um, Chris Melisinos is arguing that video games are actually so quote he says. Video games are also the only form of media that allows for personalizing the artistic experience while still retaining the authority of the artist. In video games, we find three distinct voices: the creator, the game, and the player. Those who play a game are following the stories of the author and are bound by the constructs of the rules. But based on choices they make, the experience can be completely personal. So, unlike art. Uh, unlike other forms of art, like you know,、uh, paintings or、uh, movie or music,、uh, video games are—it's still something that's created by a, another person. You, you can't have like full control of it, but you get to you get to dictate your own experience, and you get to like it's like almost every person who plays the video game is like partially a creator. Yeah, that's a really important part of this too. That there are some things that video games can't do the way that other mediums can, and there's some things that other mediums can't do as well as video games. They they do create、um, 
Just like with anything else, they have their own set of advantages and disadvantages. And the person who wrote that Times article was actually this, the same person who curated that exhibit at the Smithsonian. So, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Full circle moment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I think we want to talk a little bit about the particular games that uh, we really appreciate their art for either visual or emotional reasons. Um, and so do you want to start out by talking about a couple games that you love? Oh, yeah. I have a list of a whole bunch, but I mean, maybe I won't maybe I won't go through all of them but I actually so one thing that kind of immediately came to mind I don't even know why um, it's kind of a weird choice for uh, a game but uh, a game that I've re- really enjoyed uh, I got this I started playing this a few years ago but I really enjoyed it is a game called uh, Papers Please oh yeah yeah so it's really funny yeah it's kind of a weird choice but yeah it's developed by indie game developer Uh, developer Lucas Pope and you play as this uh, border crossing immigration officer in this uh, dystopian eastern block a country called uh, Arstotska (laughs) it's like a fictional like eastern European country and basically like so the game is uh, it was it came out in like 2014 but it the the graphics are like almost look like it's like 8-bit it's like you know low uh pixelated game but yeah so it's a it's a simulation game where you play immigration officer and you basically decide you check people's immigration documents like their passports or visas or work permits and you decide if they're acceptable to be let into your country or not and if you let the wrong person in they might be a terrorist and blow up like you know something in your country uh if but if you don't let someone in who's supposed to you get like penalized and then um i actually haven't finished the game but like there's like actually a storyline and throughout the game you have people trying to like bribe you you'll have like women who are like oh if you uh let me in you can come visit me at the strip club and i'll give you a lap dance for free (laughs) like so anyway yeah it's quite uh interesting so (laughs) Anyway, it's I I just I thought of this just because of, like this game is so like visually uh so it's it, yeah, it's visually like I don't want to use the word beautiful because it's like, you know, it's supposed to be depicting like a dystopic Eastern European country, but it is like visually quite stunning even though it's, you know, just it's just got like very like low resolution graphics and just like the but it's not just the vis- visual aspect, it's kind of like the whole way that it's laid out, um the way that you know, it really makes you feel like you're working as a, you know, bureaucrat and you have like this desktop in front of you and people and papers that you come across and you stand you have a stamp and just also like the sound design the audio of like just a clicking of the stamp and um and then just also like the storyline and how it progresses just kind of like everything in this game is so uh, just like so well done and like it and it also demonstrates that like you don't need like fancy graphics to, to have a really like amazing looking and well designed game because you know today you know there's I, I had to buy a new computer just to support just to be able to graphically and have my cpu be able to support most like modern games whereas this game it you don't you don't need that but it's it's amazing like so i recommend everyone play this game 
Is this one of those games that like it's all on one screen as well? Like you're just kind of dealing with one screen and not moving around as a character? Yeah, pr- pretty much. You 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 essentially have like two screens. You have one screen where it's just like your desk and there's like a counter and there's like a zoom zoom in counter and then people's faces just come come across um and then there's like a second screen where you're back at home but all you see is like um it's like all in text it's just like this is how much money you made today this is how much money you uh had to spend to support your family this is uh who's in your household like your your wife your son your mother-in-law and then it shows you if they've been like fed properly because if not they'll die um (laughs) yeah you know and then yeah and, and i think that's it like again i haven't programmed far enough into the game to know if there's like anything else but i don't think so that's a that's really cool because i feel like this is an example of a game where it has hidden complexity where it looks like it's simple but it, there's more going on and there's more of a plot that um reveals itself over time than you think there's going to be yeah because in, in the beginning you just think oh i'm just stamping passports like literally someone comes i stamp it i pass it back they move along and you are like is this all this game is but then like slowly they start introducing like little tiny bits of complexity and then at one point you're like furiously trying to figure oh my god is the their passport expired is this the right photo of them are they hiding a bomb like (laughs) is this work permit does it match the passport number like and you're just like oh my god this is so stressful (laughs) so and you're like timed and you get paid according to how fast you work so it can get really intense and i also like games that don't really require a tutorial like I hate games where like I recently played a couple games where in the beginning you have to read this whole wall of text on like what are the controls what you're supposed to do and you're just like oh my god I mean this game it pretty much doesn't have any of that it just starts very simple and because it's slowly introducing complexity um and like every once in a while it'll be like you can press this button for whatever but like you don't need a tutorial at all which is like again that's like in my opinion a well-designed game that's really cool one game that i've played that i find um incredibly artistic and has some a, a little bit of similar aspects to that actually is gone home have you ever played gone home no, I have heard of it, but no, I haven't. Yeah, it's very, very different in subject matter and gameplay, but it um, has a similar kind of thing in that you're kind of just dropped into a game and you don't really need like a tutorial. You figure there's very few uh, things you can do and you can figure them out really quickly, um, but you also have no idea kind of the depths that the game is going to go on. And the whole premise of this game is you're literally just a young woman who comes home to her home in rural Oregon and there's no one home and you just walk through the house and read things and see things and try to figure out where your family is basically and, and figure out what's going on. You play the whole game in two or three hours um, and it's really more of a like an interactive movie than a true video game like you can't lose you can't really affect the outcome but it's just a matter of like immersing yourself into this experience that unfolds just one tiny thing at a time and it's all it's a whole first person game um and it's the animation is is very detailed in figuring out where you are as you're like walking through this whole house and it's so focused on the story and the emotional heart of a very simple but beautiful story 
that it really takes advantage of the medium of video games because i mean it, this this really wouldn't work anywhere else like it wouldn't be a very interesting book or movie because the movie and book would have to explain something to you more deliberately and all the whole point of this is like it's not that anything super exciting or dramatic is happening over the course of the game it's that you are in it and you're able to uncover things for yourself that makes it an enjoyable playing experience so i think that really takes advantage of the medium of video games um, as a way to express art nice yeah i will have to play that so another game that uh, actually is on the topic of being very immersive and deep in terms of its story as well as environment that um, I think is is um, a really amazing game and should be considered a work of art. And I actually went online and a lot of lists of like beautiful games and artistic games seem to agree with me. And that's a game uh, series called Bioshock. Hmm. Bioshock is this game where you're the sky um, and your plane crashes in the ocean and you discover this underwater city called Rapture. And uh, it's set in the 1960s, but the city was built in like the 1940s. And it was this it was supposed to be this like super beautiful utopian city under the ocean but it kind of became like it was very technologically advanced but it became like an apocalyptic nightmare basically i think like you know like the people started turning on each other and then there's these uh like uh there's these things uh, that grant like superhuman powers there's also the there's also these like um giant robots called big daddies um and then you know you have to like basically fight them you're trying to like escape from the city um but in any case it's really immersive like you know you're you're like in the ocean and you're going around the city um and it's an action like shooter game you get to like shoot like enemies and you get to acquire these skills over time and um obtain these like superhuman strengths and stuff so uh, when we agreed on this topic to discuss I had mentioned yeah like I I tend to like playing games where it's mostly like you know first or third person like action RPG which is you know it's things like you know like Grand Theft Auto and like these these action shooter games which probably a lot of people wouldn't consider it as art but this game in particular has just um again like it's got a very deep storyline it's it's like a retro futurism sort of feel like i think fallout is kind of like that you know it's got like this like these technology but it's just like in a very retro style and you know like 1960s style um and yeah so and you you get to um like when i was like the reason i didn't play the game a lot myself was because it was quite scary mm-hmm. um, like i would just get like uncomfortable because i just felt so immersed and like i felt like i was in the underground uh, or underwater city and i was like trapped in there and i was like oh this is scary and there are these like creepy little girls in there called little sisters and they're so creepy um so <laughs> anyway so like but it is yeah like it's it's an it's a really um like uh, yeah it's a really amazing immersive environment and i think this one is an example of where like i think it's deeply evoking of you know not only emotions but also thought and i think totally goes against what like roger ebert saying like that you know it doesn't have depth in his defense i'm not sure it had come out yet when he said that but also he seemed pretty down on the whole idea of 
video games so he probably would have said the same thing but (laughs) (laughs) right yeah no that sounds I I liked your note as well about how um it being an action game but still having this level of artistry to it as well because I think that sometimes with action games it seems like the everything is devoted into the action component and it is more focused on sort of this very specific like gameplay entertainment factor rather than perhaps reaching an emotional artistic depth um or you can do both and then you get this great game (laughs) yeah (laughs) i had one more game that i wanted to shout out uh while we're talking about this and that's stardew valley i (laughs) love this video game this is a very popular opinion it's an immensely popular game uh but it's just so delightful. And the reason why I want to shout it out here in particular is because of its very specific art style. So it's it's a game, it's very close to, it's similar to the Harvest Moon series. Um, it's a farming simulator, like you're a person, mm-hmm. you get farm, there's a village where you meet people. There's actually a wild amount of options in gameplay. And uh, it's more focused on this idea of like resource management and developing your farm and stuff which are the kind of games that I tend to really love but there's also plots that you can develop and relationships that you can develop throughout the game and it was all made by one person which is hmm. just painful to even think about I cannot believe <laughs> this one person did all of this but the art style in particular is beautiful it is like a pixel art style um like how you what you're looking at the gameplay you as a person are like this the small avatar on the screen and you're running around um this pixel pixel art style kind of farm it's a bit cartoony um but everything is done with immaculate attention to detail the colors are beautiful the design of everything is beautiful and it's really made to not only be functional as a game and as a as a like this farming simulator but also beautiful and that you can tell that that there was a lot of work put into making sure that every frame of this game is aesthetically pleasing which i think is so great for this kind of thing and it's not the kind of game that's necessarily trying to tell you like a really important lesson although it does have although it does have emotional depth and it does have like these possible avenues that you can go down on it is more focused on like sort of a gentle game play experience than that but at the same time like I do think that its aesthetic value is just off the charts and that it is such like a lot of people want to do this pixel art kind of style design but they don't do it well and I think this is an example of someone who has perfected that art style perfectly yeah, I'm just I'm looking through the pictures on like Google Images and it is quite stunning. Um is it can you like get married and have babies in this game? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay, you can even wow. get divorced if you so choose. <laughs> Do you have any more games that you want to shout out? Yeah, so um so just yeah, just kind of quickly like um kind of similar to this game to Stardew Valley. Um it's a game I mentioned earlier. So a game I absolutely love is a game called uh, Cities Skylines. Um so you basically it's a simulation game where you get to build your own city and um so uh, it's it's uh I believe people who worked on the game originally used to work for um, the developers of SimCity, um, but that SimCity, you know, like SimCity 2000 when it 
first came out, I believe in 2000. Um, it, like it was, it was like the first that I know of, of like a city simulation game. Um, city Skylines um, is, you know, it's like a modern version of it. And it's basically you, you build like roads, you build water, uh, like pipes and sewage pipes and electrical grids. And you can zone the city by like residential, commercial, industrial. Um, and then there's you know, various services uh, as you try to grow your city, you know, like police and education and hospitals and all kinds of things. Uh, but like the thing that I find with this game, um, again, like it's also beautiful, like it's it's super well done in terms of graphics and um, visual quality, but uh, it's just you, you know, you get to you get to learn so much. Like I was telling people at work about this and they were just like, oh my God, they should like have this game be in schools because <laughs> you're like the mayor you're managing the budget um, you're managing like taxes and and at one point even gets really complicated like you can implement like specific like recycling policies for certain district of the city or like tax policies or development policies um all kinds of like nitpicky little things that you you can choose like to leave them on default too um and just make a beautiful city but uh, like at one point i was like people were complaining um that the uh garbage wasn't being picked up and so i'm like oh my god it was because like i had a traffic jam and then i was like okay like how do i solve this and i tried to build like subways and buses but i couldn't afford it um and then i oh i then i I built like a new high-tech uh, zone to try to reduce pollution in the city because I didn't want to have like you know re- fa- factories and pollution anymore because people were complaining to me about that but then like I didn't have enough educated people in my city to work in the high-tech district because I didn't have enough schools and like universities and colleges so then I tried to build those but I again wasn't like in my budget and I was just like oh my god this is what this must be what it feels like to be a city planner um so like I just think it yeah like it's so interesting like it's obviously you know it's still a simulation it's not like a real city but it does just teach you like you know these are just even the basics of all the complexities a city um has um so yeah like I I I love I love that game and I like I think it's a work of art and I also just think it's super educational. That's an interesting take on a on a game that like is maybe even more educational than they realized it was going to be. Um I think that's that's another huge criticism that's levied at video games. I mean there's a lot people like to fight about video games a lot and how they're they're too violent or they're rotting people's brains and obviously again with all mediums they're just different entries do different things and so <laughs> yeah they teach you how to run a city <laughs> exactly yeah so again like i think i think it's just um it's 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 just it's so much more it's so much more like um what's it called uh, immersive and uh you get to you get to just actually do it in real life because i'm sure like in school if you're taking like civics class or like you know a class about city politics i think most people probably would fall asleep um like you know i certainly did in those classes but mm-hmm. um you know if the class was composed of playing city skylines then i would have aced it <laughs> so i guess in conclusion 
uh, clearly we love video games and we respect that it was an art form. We should do an anti-episode where we talk about the games we don't think are art and we think are bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can probably come up with some of those. <laughs> but then, but we might get some hate mail. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're probably not going to do that. We're going to keep things positive. Um, but it was, it was very fun to dive into this um, often underappreciated form of art today. Thank you so much for listening to us. And if you want to see our show notes and get links to all of the games that we talked about um, and those art exhibits and everything, those are at relay.fm slash pictorial. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at pictorialpod. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And we also upload these uh, episodes to YouTube where there is a video that goes along with it and we will insert pictures of the things we talk about throughout the podcast on right on the screen. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ArticulationsV and I am also on YouTube at Articulations. Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.